Welcome once again to another episode of Clapback. I am your host, Kevy Kev. If you would like to become a part of the Clapback Nation, do so at clapback770 at gmail.com. That's clapback770 at gmail.com. Hey, do me a favor. Make sure that you like the program, that you follow and share on your social media. You can hear Clapback on all of your podcast streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you receive your podcast, you can follow Clapback. You also can listen to us on Facebook on our social media page. If you would like travel plans, we can help you with that also. Destination Unlimited Travel is a sponsor of the Clapback Show along with Healthy Living. We also want you to become a part of the 5735 Club. That is the club where we're walking five miles a day, seven days a week. That gives us 35 miles within that week. We want to stay fit. We want to get healthy. I know that many of us have gained a little weight during the COVID-19, and we want to get those pounds off of us, and we can help you do that. So become a part of that. Also, before we start our program, if you would like to be on our show, maybe you want to be interviewed or you have a subject that you would like to talk about, please contact us at clapback770 at gmail.com. All right, we're going to bring you today's news, yesterday's news, and news from time gone past. Uh, we are still in this debacled election that 45 has made a mockery of our democracy and his Republican cohorts are still enabling him. Many of us uh, that are on the other side, we're saying to ourselves, why is the Republican Party continuing to coddle Trump, President Trump? And so uh, we must realize that the power that President Trump has over the Republican establishment. He is the voice of the Republican Party and will be the voice of the Republican Party for years to come. Uh, when this election is certified and he recognizes uh, his defeat, he will be back in 2024 if he is still healthy and alive. And with his power and his supporters, there's a good chance that the next four years he will be mobilizing his force. That means to those that are in office, they still cannot publicly uh, be against this man because it would hurt their opportunities to be reelected. Now that within itself, in my opinion, is an issue and a problem because it says that our elected officials are more concerned about their position than they are for standing for truth and standing for policies that are beneficial to the American people. Uh, there have been several countries that have congratulated elect President Biden and Kamala Harris on their victory. But Republican Party members, even though there is no evidence of true voter fraud and, and um, in this election cycle, uh, voter fraud and, and suppression, it is interesting 
that in Pennsylvania, Trump is in court and his argument is that there are two levels of elections in Pennsylvania with the people who showed up at the polls versus those who mailed in. And what is interesting about this argument is that Pennsylvania's voting laws that they passed, a Republican legislature passed before COVID, they passed this uh, new election uh, cycle or this new election way of, of electing candidates. They did this back last year in 2019. Now, what is also interesting is that the same type of election that Trump has lost um, in, in Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, is the same type of election that went on in Arizona. But because his numbers are looking better in Arizona, he is not fighting Arizona. He is now fighting Nevada. Um, he's fighting in Georgia. And it is interesting, again, as I've stated on a previous program, that all of his challenges are only in places where predominantly African-American and minorities are voting. So they want to suppress the vote. But yet they say that they're law and order and that they are uh, constitutionalists. And the, the fundamental right of every American is to vote in our Constitution. But they want to take away the voting of African-Americans and minorities. Uh, it is really, really a conundrum, really, really shows uh, the intent. And now we have attorney Bill Barr once again carrying the water of 45 giving prosecutors the right to prosecute these frivolous claims with no proof. There's no proof. And um, my take on it is that I believe that every last one of these Republicans, Kaylee McEnany and all of the people who are supporting Trump and these people in the election that are supporting Trump, once all this is over, there should be criminal charges brought against them of treason, of treason. Because the thing about the Republican Party is they are accusing now the Democrats of what they accused the Democrats of, uh, what the Democrats, they say, accused them in 2016. Trump has always said, even in 2016, that the election was rigged. He claimed that there were all of these votes that Hillary Clinton won by, that these were fake votes. Three million votes were fake votes. And now he is saying that in 2020, that all of these votes that were cast are fake ballot votes. And while we know that there is some voter fraud, the number of voter fraud cases are not enough to turn an election. The percentage of fraud, and they typically catch it, is extremely low. Anytime you have that many people doing anything, there's going to be anomalies. There are going to be fraudulent activity. There are going to be things that are not right, but it doesn't affect the outcome of the election. Now, we all need to get behind Georgia and uh, all of the African-Americans and all the women and all the minorities need to mobilize the machine in Georgia to make sure that the two senators, the two people running for the Senate race, Offlet and I forget uh, the other gentleman's name, he's a pastor, uh, Warwick, I do believe is his name, that Georgia mobilizes and comes out in great numbers. What the Republicans are um, hoping is that traditionally 
African-Americans and minorities do not come out for special elections. But Georgia has to come out because with the vote of sending, the possibility of sending these two senators to the Senate, along with Biden being the president and Kamala Harris being the vice president, it would give the Democratic Party control because any vote that would be a tie, the vice president would be the tiebreaker. So we have an opportunity to pass legislation. Now, having said that, word to the wise to the Democratic Party. What Joe Biden cannot do is give in to the left of the party, the radical individuals in the party that want to spin, 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 want to tax, 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 and want to over-regulate these industries. Now, there has to be some regulation uh, in the market, in the sector. There has to be regulation in the environment. There has to be regulation in banking, employment, and all these things. But traditionally, the left of the Democratic Party wants to over uh, control and put regulations in that can sometimes slow the economy down. And then the Democratic Party is known for overspending. There has to be some fiscal responsibility. You cannot just spend and wait for uh, a program to pay later. We have to do what is right. If the Democratic Party and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris gives in to the left of the party, the Democratic Party will be a one-term presidency. Trump or whoever runs in the Republican Party will win. You will lose those Republicans that voted Democrat. You will lose the independents and the moderates if the Democrats go off track. If Nancy Pelosi cannot keep AOC in check and those that are promoting some of the uh, most liberal policies. You see, politics and living cannot be all the way to the left and it cannot be all the way to the right. We have to be either center, center left or center right because that's where the majority of the country is. It is when we move the pendulum all the way right and all the way left is where you get the divide in the nation. Our country is divided and it is divided in a very negative way. The other thing is that we as Americans must begin to realize that there is no power that has ever lived or or been in existence on this planet that has stayed a superpower forever. America has lost its standing in the international community. America has lost some of its standing as an economic power. America has lost some of its standing as it relates to the health and welfare of not only its own people, but people across the nation or across the world. There are other countries that feel like America is no longer standing out and we haven't. We have to be honest with ourselves. We don't have the smartest people all the time. That's why you have people from other countries that come in that deal with IT. We have other people that deal with finances from other countries because we're not producing the greatest educated individuals, the most innovative people. You have other continents and countries 
that are far surpassing the educational standards, the health standards, the quality of life standards than the United States. So we have to begin to make alliances that are good for the country because we are no longer the leader. We may be one of the leaders, but we are no longer the leader in the international community. And those who feared us at one time no longer fear us. We've got to deal with the systemic racist problem, the implicit bias, the police brutality, the lawlessness. You see, on the right, they only want to do deal with law and order. On the left, they only want to deal with the violence, the police violence, and not address the violence that we as citizens are perpetuating on the communities in which we live in. I say to my fellow African-Americans, we have a right to scream and cry about the brutality and the treatment that we receive. But while we are crying about the treatment we receive, we also must be doing things to correct the issues and problems that we face in our own communities. The level of violence, the level of unemployment, the level of lack of education, the level of fathers not in the homes and mothers not taking care of themselves and having children out of wedlock. We have issues that we as a community need to work on and fix ourselves. We cannot wait on a government or a people to fix us. We've got to take responsibility for our own lives. We've got to take responsibility for what we do and then let other people do what they're going to do. Change the narrative of what people think about us so that statistically, we are not the ones going to prison. Statistically, we're not the ones selling drugs in our community. You cannot stand for the justice of African-Americans and support crime in your community. You, You know that there's crime going on, but you won't snitch. You call the police when you're in trouble, but then when the police get there, Everyone in the community wants to be against the police. You cannot do that. We have to be civil in a civilization. If we're not civil, then we're going to be treated uncivilized. Hey, this has been another episode of Clapback. Please join the Clapback Nation by emailing me at clapback770 at gmail.com. If you'd like to be interviewed or be on our show, let's have a discussion. Let's hear your side. Let's talk about it. Make sure that you follow our page, follow our show. Make sure you like it, share it, and become a part of the Clapback Nation. Until next time, remember, it is time to clap back.